Riverside. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. Um, would you guys stand up with us and worship? We're going to sing this chorus together.
out one more time. It's your breath. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you.
And I say, be broken in Jesus' name. You have no authority over these children of God. Guys, we are children of God. And tonight he wants to know that he loves you. He loves you so much. And just as badly as you want to see a breakthrough, he wants to see that breakthrough in your life. And sometimes, sometimes we may feel like, Lord, like, I've been praying. I've had people pray for me thousands of times, it feels like. And I haven't, I haven't seen, like, anything. I haven't seen healing. But just think, maybe, like, if, just one more prayer, you know? It could be that next prayer that you will be healed. And sometimes, like, there's two different healings. There's, like, miracles and there's healings where, like, healing sometimes, I think they take a process, but then there's miracles that, like, happen right away. And, like, in Scripture, like, Jesus spoke to those healings. He didn't pray for those healings to happen. He spoke. And so, tonight, just put your hands out and just repeat after me. Jesus... Break my chains and forgive me of everything that I've wronged you with for my sins. But tonight, I am made new. I'm cleansed. I'm healed. And I'm your child. And you are God. You can do anything. I trust you. Amen. So tonight we're going to sing this little anthem. Um, It's done so much in my life. Um, Just hard seasons that I've been through. The song, every time, every time, there's always a breakthrough. And so tonight I'm believing that there's going to be breakthrough in your life. Don't give up. Don't lose hope. Because the Lord is already healing you. Do you guys believe that tonight? Okay, sing with me. There's power in the name of Jesus. And if you guys, you're welcome to come to the altar. I know that's not a usual thing sometimes, but if you want to come to the altar, the altar is open. If you want to get on your knees, that's okay. Don't be afraid to raise your hands either or close your eyes because... This time, we're believing together as a church, as the body of Christ, as children of God, as brothers and sisters. We're believing that the Lord is going to do something powerful. Because there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Jesus. 
to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. Hallelujah. How many believe that tonight? Come on, lift it up. Give it praise right now. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your greatness and your power and for the fact, Lord, that you are breaking chains in people's lives. We thank you that, Lord, you are working and have been working even this weekend and many people's lives have been transformed by your power. We bless you tonight. We give you honor and praise. And we say, Lord, continue your good work amongst us. Let your holy name be glorified. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Amen. Will you give it up for this team at the well? Great job. Great job. Thank you. So good to have Katie back with us. And uh, home from college for a night. Bless the Lord. Praise God. You may take your seats right now. For those who are from Riverside, this has been an amazing weekend of the power of God being demonstrated in in our services um, this morning and yesterday in the seminar that we had on healing. Uh, it has been a truly wonderful weekend, and, um, and it's not over, praise God. If you've come expecting tonight, God's going to do something, amen? If you are expecting tonight that God is going to break in in amazing ways, then He'll not disappoint us. How many know He's not a disappointment? Amen. So let your hearts be full of expectation. Um, we want to take an offering tonight that's uh, going to help us with the expenses of the weekend. And um, uh, you, you know that um, putting something on over a weekend uh, is uh, something of a costly thing that we just seek some help. We're only doing one offering for this, so um, we pray that you can help us. If you're making checks out, make them out to Riverside, and, um, and we'll pray and take the offering. So you can come forward, if you will, and uh, we'll pray together. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your great love for us. Jesus, we thank you for your healing power, your amazing, amazing grace that's poured out on us. We know that if we had to pay for what you've done just this weekend, Lord, we would be bankrupt. But Father, by your grace and mercy, you have blessed us. And, uh, and we thank you, Lord God, that you have poured out your grace and blessing without price. But Lord, we want to bless you tonight with our offering. We want to come and give something tangibly to you that you can use to further the kingdom of God around Peoria and around the world. And so Lord, we pray you'll bless this offering right now as we take it for the glory of your great name. Amen. Amen. You may receive the offering. 
and uh, we get ready now to hear the word of God. Today uh, and yesterday, Riverside have been blessed by the ministry of um, Dr. David Nichols and um, uh, become a real friend to Riverside over this weekend, his first time here, uh, but has been such a blessing to us, um, both on and off this platform. Uh, he has been a blessing, and uh, just Letty and I just getting to know him much better. He has blessed our lives this weekend. So uh, I want you to now get ready to hear the Word of God. I want your hearts to be opened and ready for whatever God will say to you through this great servant of the Lord, Dr. David Nichols. Come and bring us the Word of God. Give him a welcome as he comes. Thank you, worship team. Awesome. Jesus is awesome. Amen? Amen. Amen. And blessings on you tonight, coming out here on a Sunday night. Hallelujah. I'm going to declare to you tonight a very simple thing, but something that is very profound. If you will get a hold of it, and then begin to practice it in your life. And that is that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus has never retracted that statement ever after he made it in Matthew 4, 17. And uh, I'm going to sit out on this stool here tonight as a prophetic act. I had a, uh, I had a reason for doing this to help all of you relax. <laughs> all right? It's Sunday night. You might as well just relax in the presence of God. If you're all tight, if you're all, you know, oh, man, I hope we can squeak. <laughs> it's not like that. There's so much of the power of God. There's so much of the anointing of God in this place right now that any good thing can happen. And I believe some really amazing, powerful things are going to happen, uh, some of them a long ways from here. Hallelujah. But I want to start tonight by just asking, if you were here in the services this morning and you've had some time to check yourself out now and you know there's a healing in your body that happened, uh, we want to hear your testimony as we get started tonight. Is there such people here tonight? Raise up your hand, please. If you had some time now, okay, God bless you, God bless you over here. All right, would you folks just, yes, over here, would you come on up here on the platform and we are going to receive your testimony. I'm telling you, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Yes, all four of you that raised your hands, there may have been others, just come on up. Remember, we're relaxing here tonight. We, uh, we, we're on, I don't think we're on a, a much of a time element here tonight. Pastor, you, you can correct me if you need to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell us what was wrong with you before and then what Jesus did here today. A sinus infection and a cold on top of that right now. So my neck was all stiff this morning, and this side of my head hurt. But when you did the healing, it was gone. Yeah. And you're fine right now. Yeah. Yeah. Give Jesus praise. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. In fact, I do remember calling out sinuses this morning too. Amen. Amen. 
Well, I'm not sure exactly what's going on. I've had a blood pressure issue. In fact, it put me in the hospital with a 300 over 165. I believe I told you that after the service. Yeah, you told me that. No, that is high. That is very high. I've been monitoring it all day. It's it's jumping all over the place. So I know something has happened. I'm not exactly sure. Um, and I've, I've had a lot of pains, low back, shoulders. I notice my shoulders are much looser tonight. I'm able to lift them up high. Could you do that before? Not without a real strong pinch right about in here. How is that when you do that now? A lot looser. And I, I went to the gym and worked out for almost two hours this afternoon, too. <laughs> really? Two hours in the gym? I usually do one. I went two. And as far as, well, emotional things, many of you know me. I, my now ex-wife led me to this church, which I'm glad to be here. Um, I'm actually overcoming the hurt and pain from she left me back in March. So I'm dealing with that now, and I'm much better off and ready to move on. Extend your hands out toward him, would you, right now? You're Dave, right? That's a good name, by the way. <laughs> Hallelujah. I speak to you blood pressure right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. All of you vessels in this body, you are going to open up in Jesus' name. And I speak numbers into you right now, 120 over 80, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, by fire that comes down from heaven. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Furthermore, I, I speak to you, Dave. Dave is going to become the right kind of slave, the slave of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And in that holy servanthood of the proper kind of slavery uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to go forth with power and force by the dunamis anointing of the Holy Spirit right into this world. Satan is not going to be able to stop you. And we release the work of that through you right now in Jesus' name. The power of God, the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Wow, he's sweating. He's got fire on him up here. Wow. All right. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. (laughs) Give Jesus some more praise. Hallelujah. It's getting hot up here. Amen. Yeah, I forgot to warn you about that. It does get hot sometimes. (laughs) Tell us what was wrong before and what Jesus did. Um, I've had some degenerative joint disease for several years and pinched nerves in my elbows. And this morning when I got up, my right thumb couldn't even move. It was really swollen and in a lot of pain. My whole arm was. And we prayed it loosened up and it cracked and started moving. That one couldn't move? Not this morning. <laughs> when we prayed this morning. Then. Look at that, everybody. It's yeah. yeah. It's, not com- it's not complete yet. It's still coming. Wow. Uh, God's healing what I can see and feel that he's healing my heart, too. I've got artery issues. <laughs> so. Hallelujah. Give the Lord some more praise. Hallelujah. Come on over, ladies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, you wanted to read that passage from Job. Okay, 11 verses, right? I've been sitting over there 
And like mine's is so long, it's like four years long. And I picked up this Bible and I kind of like connected like three different passages together. And it's like it's so long. Yeah, we're not gonna do we're not gonna do all of those. Right. Maybe one night I might get to stand up here and give you guys a sermon that'll blow your mind away. But my friend here. She has something on her heart that she would like to say tonight. Mine's can really wait because I kind of got up here. You pretty much know. Yeah, Everybody yeah. pretty much know who I am right now. Amen. So, well, but first, give me a hug here with Father's love just coming into you. There's such a precious heart and spirit in you, dear. The Father's just going to increase that and, and bring that forth to a fruition that's going to be amazing. It is. And the things that troubled you and disturbed you in the past are behind you. In the name of Jesus. And forward in front of you is light. It's righteousness. It's the glory of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. If you agree with that over her tonight, put your hands together and give Jesus some more praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, come on over in the light here, dear. God bless you. Tell us what Jesus did. Ooh, hold on. I have stage fright. <laughs> okay. Um. You got a mighty woman of God right next to you here. Okay. Um, okay, sorry if I cry. I'm really sentimental. So, um, over the past year, uh, I went through a marriage and a divorce all in one year. My depression was so bad, I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep for months. Um, my son started slipping into depression when his dad just decided one day we were a different chapter in his life and left, her, left him. Just, this happened two years ago. I slipped into a bad depression after my marriage and divorce and uh, I developed an addiction. My son was taken from me, but it wasn't for that addiction. We became homeless. We lost everything. I felt like I had nothing, absolutely nothing left. This July, I tried to commit suicide. And I was standing in that tree, excuse me, I was standing in that tree, and I had one piece wrapped around my neck, and I went to hang the other piece. And I looked up, and at that very moment, it started pouring down rain. My foot slipped, and it jostled my heart. And I realized that I didn't want to die. But I had to fight, because I'm all my son has left. So I started crying, and I got down from that tree. And I sat on the railroad tracks, and the rain poured down on me. And I said, I have to fight. I have to fight. I know I feel like I have nothing left, but I have to fight. So I walked myself to the hospital and I said, I developed a habit here this past couple months to try to get up from this depression. I need help. So I forced myself to get clean. I've been clean now for a while. And uh, I couldn't understand, you know, I, I didn't understand why my son, why my son was taken from me. I didn't, I didn't. I just, none of it made sense to me. I lost my phone recently, so I had to break out my old one. 
And in it was the proof that I was looking for, the proof that while I was at work, I had paid somebody else to watch him. I've been fighting to get him back. I've gotten clean, I've gone through therapy. I've gotten close to my mom and dad again. They're helping me with my son. And uh, what happened to you here this morning? This morning, I came and I, I got saved. I didn't know how I was going to fight for my son after everything I felt like I had done wrong. I had a lot of trauma in my life. A lot of abuse, physically, mentally. I thought I'm never gonna make it. I'm never gonna make it. And in this phone, all of a sudden, all these pictures appeared of me as a great mom to my children. All the things I had done before this formed, all the birthdays, I was a good wife, that it was everything that I thought that I wasn't anymore. And it was like, God showed me, you've got this. You're a fighter. You've got this. There's a reason that I made your heart jostle in that tree. There's a reason I wasn't going to let you die. I'm still fighting, but I've got this. I've got this. And I'm going to release the word over you right now. The Lord is going to use this as a platform, what you have just described here, and you are going to launch into a whole new arena of seeing yourself, not from earth, but from heaven. You're going to see yourself with the Father's eyes. This is the beginning of it now with this old phone, but it's going to be even better than that. It's going to be the Father's eyes. And your actual identity, your real identity is going to come back to you because of the closeness of your fellowship and your relationship with Him. And everything you didn't get from your natural dad, you are going to get in in abundance multiplied back to you in, in this life, on this earth, as a daughter of this father in his love. Do you agree with that today? Amen. Amen. Do you agree with that here today? Let's give God some praise. God bless you, dear. Love you. Thank you, ladies, so much. Bless your heart. Hallelujah. Wow, what a God. He cares about this stuff of life, amen? It means things to him, just as it does to us. Wow, he's amazing. I want to announce one other thing over this whole meeting here tonight, and that is just massive, massive doses of the Father's perfect love. We just release that here tonight in the name of Jesus. And uh, any part of your heart tonight that just needs to receive that, I would just challenge you to open up your heart and let more of that come in. I've seen things happen in minutes of time that people thought would take months and years as they just let the Father's perfect love come down. It's really amazing. But I, you're getting to know me a little bit. I, I'm a guy that just loves to see the kingdom of heaven demonstrated. <laughs> okay. I, I can't help myself. It, it's how Jesus has wired me in these last 20 years. And, uh, and I, I want to do something with you here tonight that's, uh, you could call it a little bit edgy. Uh, I don't know, but I have seen this bring such wonderful, wonderful things to people's lives. I, I can't help myself. 
And in just a few moments, we're going to ask you to call someone you know that needs to be set free, healed, whatever they need by the power of God. But I want to tell you a couple of stories first to encourage your faith. I was doing what we're about to do here tonight. I was doing it way up in northern Minnesota, right on the border with Canada. And on this night, a couple had driven in there from Canada. They were 60 miles from home. And I told the people, everybody get out your phone and call somebody who's sick, who has a a need in their life, and tell them to expect God's invading power to come and, and deliver them and set them free. The father of this, uh, of this, the husband, who was the father of a daughter in her 20s, she was back in Canada at the home place, had mysterious pains in her abdomen. The doctors had cut this girl open four times in what they called exploratory surgeries and found nothing, and she only got worse. And she's laying on the bed back there in the home. This father lifted up his phone as we released the healing power there from over the border. And how many of you know there's no national borders in the kingdom of heaven like there are on earth? It doesn't matter if it's the USA or Canada or UK or Africa or or any place on earth. I'm serious. We've had people healed in Africa while we've been doing it here. We've had people healed here while we're doing it in Africa. It's been amazing. But we released the healing anointing over the phones, and that girl, 60 miles away, held the phone to her ear. The power of God came through that connection. The power of God hit her. The pain drained out of her body. She jumped off of the bed, started first walking and then running in what she couldn't do without excruciating pain, hadn't been able to for years, in the room, and she declared to her father, I'm healed, I'm healed. Now, the wonderful thing about this testimony is usually we never get to meet these people because they're a long ways away in some other city or, or even another country. But we had a, a meeting in a neighboring town 30 miles away then, uh, two nights later. And the whole family came back down from Canada, and I got to meet this girl. And there she was. So she got up and gave her testimony of her healing of that in this other church uh, 30 miles away. It was amazing. And I'm here tonight to glorify Jesus. I am here to say something to you that is very important. It is Jesus' big and Satan little. Satan's real. He's not an imaginary comic book figure. He's real. I'm here to tell you tonight that Jesus is the beach and Satan is a grain of sand. I'm here to tell you tonight that Jesus is the Pacific Ocean and Satan is a bottle of water. Are you getting a hold of this here tonight? In that meeting, when that girl testified about that healing, there was a Satanist. Everybody go, ooh. Okay, do do that. Satan gets nervous when we do that, you know? Seriously. We're not ignorant of his devices, and we're not afraid of him. And this guy, he was a big old boy. 
I love him. His name is Ty. I've really actually gotten to know him. He sat there that whole meeting with his arms crossed like this. Everything we said, he was mm, like this. I, I, it's the first time I had ever seen him. At the end of the service, uh, the pastor from that previous church uh, was kind of praying over him, softening him up for me. Hallelujah. <laughs> and uh, we put him in the sandwich. This pastor Bob was behind him and I was in front of him and I walked up to him. I am testifying to you tonight of the power of the Father's love. And uh, I said to him, uh, Jesus really wants to do some stuff in your life. And he said, well, you guys are doing this all wrong here. This isn't, I've been reading the Satan Bible and, uh, you know, you have spiritual meetings. This isn't right. And I said, oh, yes, it is. I said, you've been reading the wrong Bible, buddy. But there is a father that loves you. And all of a sudden, in a moment of time, I could see right through this guy. I could see right back to his childhood. It was amazing, Pastor. And I said to him, what's going to happen right now is the father's going to come in his perfect love and he's going to give you the ability to forgive your father for all those horrible things he did to you when you were a child. You know what he said? That'll never happen. You know what I said? We'll see. <laughs> Seriously. And I stepped forward. I had no idea what was going to happen next, okay? I stepped forward. I just knew what I had to do. And I grabbed him in my arms and I just held him to myself. And it was amazing. I felt his arms come on my shoulders, on my back. I was like, hallelujah. <laughs> and I just held him for probably six or seven minutes. And I've been rebuked by the experts. Go ahead, you know, if you're an expert on this. Uh, I'm just a practitioner, okay? <sighs> the experts say, you never bring close to you a person that's got, believe me, this boy had demons in him. You know what I got in me? I've got Jesus in me. <laughs> and I actually believe it. And I actually act on it. That's what faith is. It is acting on what you say you believe. That's faith, actually. And after holding him about six or seven minutes, I let go of him. He could not stand up. He said, well, I never felt this in the Satan meetings. <laughs> I said, I understand. <laughs> you know? We put a chair under him. And then we just laid hands on him and prayed over him, and he came to Jesus that night. The power of satanic rituals, the power of the words in the satanic Bible were broken off of him, and uh, the pastor of that church drove him home a half-hour drive, laying out a, a full, full length in the back of the van, vibrating under the power of God all the way home. Hallelujah. I'm testifying to you tonight about the power that is in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you that there is keeping power in that name. Five years later, I was going back up to that same place. And I said to myself, you know, I haven't heard anything from Ty for a long time. I called the pastor. I said, hey, what happened to Ty? He said, man, I don't know. He moved out of the area. We lost contact with him. I said, okay. And I prayed this simple prayer to God. I had no idea where he was or what had happened to him. 
I prayed and I said, Lord, I want to see Ty. It was a three-day meeting, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday. I said, I want to see Ty and get reunited with him. We started the meeting on Friday night. Saturday night, I was standing by the door of the church, and guess who came walking in? <laughs> Ty, hallelujah. Big old cross hanging off of his, uh, around it on his chest there. <laughs> A Christian t-shirt on, and, but not just show. He was living for Jesus. He was letting the power of Jesus flow through him. We had him get up and testify, and five years later, still set free. No more Satanism, no more garbage. Living for Jesus. Can you say amen to that tonight? Hallelujah. And it all started with a girl getting healed over a cell phone. Hallelujah. Everyone scream right out loud tonight. Tell us another one, doctor. Okay. I really love this one. This happened uh, in Ohio. It was a Sunday night. Hey, just like here. Praise God. (laughs) I said, get out your phones and call somebody that's sick and expect that Jesus is going to heal them. And there was a girl in that meeting who was a student in the university there. She was from Kenya, Africa, a a foreign student. And she got out her phone, and she looked at it, and she said, Oh, I don't have enough minutes to call my mom. Now, you've got to understand, in Africa, the phones are not like here. Uh, you pay your whatever, your Verizon or your Sprint, whatever you got, and you pay your monthly bill and you're good to go. Well, in Africa, you just buy these little cards that have minutes on them. You load the code into your phone, and that's, that's how much you can talk. So she looked, and she said, oh, I can't call my mom. Her mom was back in Kenya with a terrible case of malaria. She almost put the phone away. And then she said, wait a minute, I can text her. You're going to like this. She texts to her mom. She's in Ohio, and her mom is in Kenya. She texts these words. Healing prayer is now. Get ready to be healed. She pushes the button. It, goes, it hits the satellite, goes over to the other side of the earth. The mom's phone goes off. She's got a text. She opens it up. As she's reading the words, they're coming into her eyes. Healing is coming over her whole body. The fever of malaria, all the effects of malaria drain off of her, and she's completely healed off of a text message. Hallelujah! What a God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what I see when I look at you here tonight? I see people of faith. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell them, I am a person of faith. Kind of, kind of tell it to them with a little bit of a snarl, like I say, I am a person of faith. Point your finger at your neighbor right now and tell them, you are a person of faith too. Whoa, Hallelujah. Listen, stuff that has bound people is going to move here tonight. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. Everybody stand up, please. Take out your phone. I know we're always telling you to turn them off in church. I'm telling you to turn them on right now. 
turn on your phone and call somebody you know that needs a touch of the power of God for healing, deliverance, whatever it is. Maybe they're under depression. Call them up right now. And let me give you some instruction while you're calling them. Okay, what's going to happen here is we're all going to hold up our phones in a little while. I'm going to take about two or minutes and just blast away at some stuff from up here. But I'm going to come to a point where I just point my, my hand, my finger out at you, and you are going to take them because you know this person. And you are going to begin to pray the prayer of faith. You are going to begin to speak the healing word out of your mouth. And, and I want you, if it's at all possible, keep these people on the phone for a while. Please don't, don't let them hang up and don't hang up yourself. It's, and keep talking to them. We're, I'll lead you in some stuff uh, after we have done this. But uh, that's what I want you to do. So everybody clear on how we're going to do this. At, at one point in this, I'm going to point at you and you're going to begin releasing the power of God, the glory of God to your person. Okay? All right. Call your person right now. This person I'm calling doesn't need any explanation at all. <laughs> you call your person and uh, get them on and tell them the glory of God is coming. The power of God is coming to meet their need. Just tell them that and just tell them to hang on for a minute. We're, we're going to take a couple minutes to get everybody connected here. Okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. Even if you need to try them a couple of times, just keep dialing. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, how many of you have someone on the phone now? How many of you are still trying? Let me see here. All right, we've got a bunch of people. We're going to wait for you. All right, keep trying. Get them on there. Keep them on. Hallelujah. Jesus is transforming our cell phones into instruments of healing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're saying yes to Jesus. Yes to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, does everybody have your person? You ready to go? Okay, could I have a little more house, please, here on the, on the mic? Hallelujah. Yeah, that's good. Lights are good, too. All right, everybody, hold up your phone, please. Hold it up right now. We come in the name of Jesus, the name that is above every name, and I speak to the spirit of infirmity right now, and I say, go from these people and let them alone. Come off of their heads. Come off of their eyes, come off of their shoulders and their spines and their, and their entire skeletal systems right now. 
conditions of the skin right now in the name of Jesus be healed. We're saying yes to heaven and yes to mercy and yes to life. Right now, cancers and tumors, people that have received the sentence of death, I speak life in Jesus' name. I speak heaven coming down right now, the glory of God releasing right now into these bodies in the name of Jesus. It's resurrection power. It's resurrection power coming in. And there is a name that is above the name. There's some of you listening on these phones. Mighty, powerful names have been named to you by the medical profession. I declare a name that is higher than every one of those. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Multiple sclerosis. You will bow to the name of Jesus. I say yes to that healing fire. Candida. You are going to bow to the name of Jesus. Be healed in Jesus' holy name. Depression. You are going to fall off of these people's minds, their hearts, and their souls. Spirit of death, go in Jesus' name. It's power and love and a sound mind coming in. Okay, now you guys take over. Take over and start pronouncing over the phones right now. Just go for it for a while. Begin release it right now. So here's the deal, man. Okay. God is touching your heart right now. Hallelujah. Amelia, receive life and health and strength right into your body right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Every infirmity broken off right now. In the name of Jesus. You say yes to life. Yes to life. Okay, love you guys. You gotta go back to the ground. Okay? If you have not done that, that is the big key. Hallelujah. 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 Okay, let's start to wrap it up. And keep your person on there, please, and, and, and uh, talk to them. And just see what's happening on the other end. Hallelujah. It's life, it's love, it's power, it's mercy. Hallelujah. 
There's no limit to what God can do when we just believe him and trust him. He's that kind of a God. Hallelujah. 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 Okay, how many of you, as you check with your person, you got something happening on the other end? They're either, they, they have the whole, healing. dear, come on up with the phone, please. Yes, in the white sweatshirt there. Come on up. Yes. Yeah, come. Yep, anybody else? You got something happening there on the other end? Just raise up your hand. Yes, come on up. We're going to take some testimonies. Come right up on the platform here. Hallelujah. Jesus is moving. Hallelujah. You got one there, brother? Come on up. Hallelujah. On the phone. Oh, but it is. Okay, come on up. How about you, brother? You, you got one going there on the phone? All right, come on up. Hallelujah. <laughs> hey, first, before we do this, tell your neighbor, I'm getting out of my mind right now. Okay, tell your neighbor. All right, tell us what's happening. Okay, I got Amy on the phone. My friend Amy, she suffers from horrible anxiety. And we've been praying and praying and praying against it. And when you said that, I was like, I got to call Amy. So I started texting her as you were talking and saying, you need to be by the phone because I'm going to call you. And I got her right now on the line. Do you want to tell them what happened or do you want me to tell them? Okay, she, she's going to tell you guys. Okay, hold on. Okay, are you ready, Amy? Yeah. Oh. So you feel God definitely touched you now, Amy? Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Give God praise. Where, where is she? In where? What? Right here in Peoria. Okay. God bless you. Thank you. Oh, good. Okay. Hallelujah. Yes. I called my brother who's in Arizona. He suffers from bipolar. I never expected for him to answer. <laughs> He answered on the second ring, first or second ring. And I put him on speaker. I let him hear you. I prayed for him. And Don, you're on speaker right now. Do you want to say anything?
That cycle you've been in, that merry-go-round you've been riding around, you're getting off of that plastic horse tonight in the name of Jesus, and you're set free by the power of that name and the power of that blood. God bless you, Don. Let's give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Bipolar down the drain. Hallelujah. And off of it. Yeah, what happened with your person, Dave? I must enjoy coming up here. Actually, it's really interesting. My phone, I can't actually call anyone right now. Um, however, there was one person back in Cedar Rapids, where I'm originally from, that I know has been having some problems right now. So I sent a message through Messenger, or went to, actually. I never actually got to. When I opened up my phone, I saw that that person had just messaged me. So you don't have any report of what happened, but something is connecting. Def- definitely. I just said, hey, we're praying for you, and we'll see where it goes from there. We'll believe with you for the complete victory. Amen? Amen. Okay. Hallelujah. Uh, okay, so I'm on the phone with my best friend, Regan, and she's like suffering from depression for a while now. Um, just not feeling happy, the same as me, and... We both prayed over the same thing. We, like, declared it to flee, and both of us are feeling something that hasn't happened in a while. Like, it's, like, lifting from us, and we're both, we both, like, crying over the phone, just feeling like we're not who we were. Um, I got baptized last time, and ever since then, nothing's been the same. I've been feeling happier, and so has Regan. We baptized each other, and we're both feeling better. Where, Where is she at? She's actually um, in Bartonville. She couldn't come tonight, so that's why I called her. Give the Lord some more praise. Depression is breaking and falling off. Hallelujah. Tell us what's happening here. Actually, I could not reach the person I was calling, and so I sent text messages. And as I was doing that, they called back, but still it wasn't the person that I was trying to reach. But I did. I went ahead and told them, relayed the message that healing was coming, and that's what I began to do then, and got a phone call, and it was um, the wife on the phone, which was my sister, my brother-in-law's quadriplegic, and I believe God for his healing, and so that's what I began to have her to share with him. Amen. Hallelujah. Give me a hug here, man. God bless you. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, now, here next we come to the accountability part of all of this, okay? This person that you called, now you are the follow-up team for that person. I want, If it's appropriate, I want you to call them tonight after the service. If not, I want you to call them first thing in the morning. I want you to keep checking on them because I'll tell you what, there's, uh, there's two different gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to talk about this more in the message. Some people get it all at one time with the operation of the gift of working of miracles. Others receive the gift of uh, gifts of healings. 
And in that gift, it takes a process of time for the person to come to wholeness. And uh, realize that as you are working with these people, that God's will for them is for them to be strong and whole, hallelujah, and healed, amen? And uh, you are now that point of contact, and uh, many of these are in Peoria here, some of them are in other states. Bipolar was broken off in Arizona tonight, I love that, hallelujah, that's the power of God. Let's give Jesus one more round of praise and glory here tonight for how great he is. He's mighty and he's powerful. Praise you, Jesus. Well, uh, one last time here, I'm going to talk to you about a few of our things. we got some things left out there at the table. Some of you are joining us for the first time on this weekend. Uh, everything on the table is half price out there. We'll have a wonderful lady named Stephanie out there after the service. She'll be able to help you with all this is my book on apostolic ministry. It's really about what happens when teachers try to move from the number three spot up to the number one uh, spot. This is based on uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and uh, the ending of that chapter where Paul orders those gifts and puts them in a numerical order, actually, a numerical structure. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers. And uh, what happened in the centuries that followed the book of Acts is teachers rose and uh, tried to take over for apostles. And what happened from that is the church as you see it all the way down to the Middle Ages until Christians are, quote unquote, are killing Christians and torturing them and, and doing all kinds of things like that. But we're here today celebrating the Reformation, hallelujah. We did that this morning, and think about this. If you want to understand how big God is, God, there are some things in God that are taking hundreds of years, but there is a, it's the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. It just happened here on October 31st. But friend, there is an acceleration that is happening right now as God's people are rising up. And people just like you all over the earth are beginning to release the power of God into their families, into their co-workers, into the people where they shop. Can you say amen to that? And that's really, really exciting. And I believe it's going to take us right to the end of the age as this power of God continues to be released. Can you say amen to that? So that's what that book is about. This uh, set, this green set is all about that thing, Apostolic Reformation. Uh, this yellow set here is Father God Likes You, the message of the Father's unconditional love. It is, I will just tell you that every person that grows up, is born and grows up in this world, gets some measure of father pain. You may have had a good father, you may have had a kind of a mediocre father, or you may have had a terrible father. I'm telling you, you got father pain. It's the enemy's plan for every human being to estrange them from their real father in heaven. But then Jesus comes, hallelujah, and he reveals the father's perfect love. It's so strong in John chapter 14, so many other places in the gospels where Jesus just releases the father's love on people. It shows uh, really that recovery of the identity See, let me, I'll just make it brief for you out of this. This isn't my message tonight, but 
God has designed for the human race to be perpetuated by a man and a woman coming together, being married, and producing children. How many of you believe that? That's God's plan. That's what it says in Genesis chapter 1. And men and women are not identical. Your gender is not a biological accident. Women, you have been wired and created by God to be nurturers, to be feeders, to be your, your very physiology is all about that. To bring a child into the world and to nurture it and to feed it. Fathers are, are wired way different than that. Men and fathers, they are wired to provide the identity to their child. And when the father is not present, as the child is growing up, it's very, very painful and very, very difficult for that child to receive its identity. But once again, then Jesus steps in. Can anybody say amen to that? Hallelujah. And he takes us back to the father. And I want to tell you tonight that that's where your identity is. That's where Jesus' own identity was as a son to the Father in heaven. Jesus did no miracle. He did no teaching until he stood at the Jordan River. And that voice thundered from heaven. The voice of identity said, this is my beloved son. Hear him. And I just declare that over you tonight. And that's, that's really what this whole set is all about is uh, getting all that back through the Father's unconditional love. And then we have uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, all nine of them. Uh, it uh, is a teaching that is, each one of these uh, CDs in here is going in a direction toward impartation and activation of yourself uh, in gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we also, we still have some of our, uh, our uh, memory sticks out there as well that have everything, all of our stuff, including stuff that's not on the table. They are uh, little uh, black ones that look like this. They have our logo on them. So those will be out there as well. And uh, we just invite you out there to uh, take part in all of that. Hallelujah. How many are feeling Jesus in here today? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Everyone scream right out loud. I'm ready for the word, doctor. I'm ready for the word, doctor. All right, I believe you. Let's go into the word for a while tonight. Let's start in Psalms. Psalm 103. It's a wonderful psalm. By the way, I give you permission to be healed during the preaching tonight. You already had permission to be healed during the worship. I guess we just didn't say it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is that good, Pastor John? We just open up these services for people to be healed, some of them while they're greeted at the door. Sometimes in the worship, while the worship is going on, people are going to be healed during the announcements. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then during the word, and then, and then in prayer ministry times. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I'm just declaring the future to you here tonight. Hallelujah. Psalm 103. Let's start with verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Benefits. 
When you go interview with a prospective employer, one of the big questions is, what are the benefits here at this job? And here the Word of God tells you tonight that there are benefits to joining up with the kingdom of heaven. And it starts with two big ones in verse 3. They're right up there at the top of the list. Who forgives all your iniquities. How many of our iniquities? All. All of them. Who heals all your diseases. How many of our diseases? Did you see what just happened here tonight? First in the testimonies before the phone calls and now the ones after. A whole bunch of diseases, diseases. Your body gets into dis-ease. It becomes diseased. And then Jesus comes. Hallelujah. A whole bunch of those were brought into that all tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have big theological questions about this, I would just give you this piece of advice, okay? The forgiveness of us from sin and the salvation of our souls, number one, and the healing of our bodies, number two, are twin tracks of grace and mercy of God. He is willing that none should perish but that all should come to repentance. Is that true? And yet not all come to repentance. It's his will. There are millions of people across this earth tonight that will not repent. Some because they haven't heard and some have heard and and they refuse. And if you can keep these two things on parallel tracks together... It will help you very much in trusting the God who loves you. Because if you have to have everything figured out with your rational mind, you are actually claiming that you want to be God. And you're not God, and neither am I. What we have is a contract and a covenant with Him. We have His Word. We have the blood of Jesus. We have all these wonderful things that have been provided. And we do have minds that think and function. I understand that. Mine is supposed to be highly trained. (laughs) Some of you are going, we're in trouble now, baby. (laughs) No, it is. I I passed through a whole bunch of very, very tough professors. (laughs) Can we just have a little fun here tonight? Some of you are looking at me and going, oh, the man of God. You know, and, and honestly, I, I receive your, your, uh, your honor and your respect. It's okay. It, it, it's a good thing. But I'll tell you what I really am. I am a frog catcher from eastern Wisconsin. <laughs> okay. That's who I am. Pastor John, that's what my grandfather was training me to be. My, my grandfather was a uh, biological specimen collector. You know when you uh, dissect frogs in high school? Well, somebody's got to go out and catch the frogs, right? And that's, that's what my grandpa did. And he was training me for that, that wonderful vocation. And, 
And uh, it was fun. And he, he didn't just do frogs. He did everything, clams and, and uh, salamanders and all those. Stuff. And as a boy, I mean, that was a lot of fun. My mother was in the prayer closet back home. Oh, God, call him to the ministry. <laughs> He's out there catching frogs with Grandpa. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Jesus has his ways of breaking through. Amen. I'm here to tell you tonight that whatever, you're, whatever you think about your background, whatever you think about the way you were raised, God has right now, tonight, in this place, a collision with the kingdom of heaven that is going to raise you to a higher place. Can you say amen to that tonight? He can take a frog catcher from eastern Wisconsin, and, and that's not the end of the story. Then I became a Pharisee. <laughs> Tell your neighbor the speaker used to be a Pharisee. Go ahead. <laughs> I was. Jesus encountered me on a road in 1997 out in North Dakota. He said to me these words, Are you a Pharisee? How many of you know when, when the Lord asks you questions like that, he's not there gathering information? I was. I was puffed up with pride. I was a rising star in theological education in the assemblies of God. I was, I was writing. Uh, if you ever read the, the uh, book, the systematic theology book that the AG uses for everybody, I wrote chapter 9 on the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I, I was, you know, that's all in my former life. But then Jesus showed up and said, and asked me if I, you know what? He never points the finger of accusation. He always asks us questions. He always draws us into the solution to our issue. Can you say amen to that? See, that's love. In the enemy's kingdom, it's the finger of accusation. It's the finger of judgment and pointing. When Jesus comes, he says stuff like that. Are you a Pharisee? I'm like, oh, dude. I mean, I, never, I didn't answer him. I, I never answered him. I was incapacitated for three days. I could not work. I could not eat. I, I laid on the floor in my bedroom and cried like a baby. That's what happened to me in 1997. But I came out of that, and I, I went to a revival down in Florida that was happening at that time. We won't say the name of the town, uh, but it rhymes with Coca-Cola. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> And I found out down at that revival that, that me, the academic dean of a Bible college, me, the guy that had been a pastor, if you want a scary thought, think about this, me being a pastor of a church. Oh, man. It's just not my gift. And, and I want you guys to thank Jesus tonight for the gift that you have in Pastor John and Letty in this place right now. I want you to put your hands together and give God praise. He has provided this awesome ministry gift here for this house. It's not my gift. I, I, I flow in different gifts. And I'm good with that. <laughs> Hallelujah. So if you come to me wanting pastoring and, you know, and, and uh, 20 hours of counseling, it ain't going to happen, baby. I'm, I'm going to hit you in the forehead, boom, bang, boom, and the power of God's going to hit you. And it's, just, it's just different giftings. And, uh, and the power of God is on John, man not a one gift guy he, he's multi he, he's going in several directions here at the same time <laughs> bless you pastor john it's amazing <sighs> pastor john the lord wants to say this to you right now it's not over till it's over 
and it's not over yet. He's got years of fruitful service ahead for you. I'm speaking to you the word of the Lord tonight. The strength and the renewal of yourself like the eagle is going to come. You're going to know it. It's going to come upon you in the wee hours of the morning and you're going to know it. And it's going to carry you forward into a fruitfulness that, that you have seen, that your heart has cried out for. And it's going to expand here in this place. And you're not only going to send out uh, in, the, in the capacity that you have so far, it is going to multiply tenfold in these months and years ahead of us. I just release that over you tonight in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord's to Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, praise God. I, I came here tonight to talk about three levels of healing. And uh, I believe these will really help you. There is a place for every one of you to plug into the ministry of healing. Every single person in this room tonight. So let's get started. Turn in your Bible to Mark chapter 16, please. Tell your neighbor, I can't believe it's going this fast. Go ahead, tell, tell your neighbor. Mark chapter 16. Oh, hallelujah. Number one, healings of belief. Somebody simply believes God. Believes the word, believes a, a particular revelation of the Holy Spirit, and healing breaks out. Okay? Mark 16, verse 14. Later he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table. <laughs> and Jesus said to them, Now boys, I know it's been a rough pull for you. And I'm just here to comfort you in your time of mourning. And things are somehow going to get better. Uh, I'm reading from the UV, the unbelief version. <laughs> okay. No, the real Bible says this. He rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. One of the best things you can do, I do this all the time, one of the best things you can do is ask Jesus to rebuke your unbelief and your hardness of heart. If you say, I don't have any, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let Jesus do that. He has an ability to do that and love you at the same time and transform you. It's so amazing how, how he does like that. It's amazing. And then he said to them, verse 15, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. We'll lapse back into the UV for a moment here. And all the rest of the people, well, just, they'll just kind of figure it out for themselves, but everything will be okay. That's the UV of our present culture, the unbelief version. Do not believe the lie of hell, friends, that in this afterlife everybody is okay. 
It's not true. There are two places where every soul on this earth is going, the two possibilities. The first is heaven, and the second is hell. And there is no purgatory, I'm sorry. I earned my Ph.D. at a Roman Catholic university. I spent nine years there, and I assure you with confidence that there is no purgatory. Hallelujah. There's heaven and there's hell. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. Here's, here's where we get our first point right here. These signs will follow those who believe. In some people's Bibles, this verse says, and these signs will follow pastors. In other people's Bibles, it says, these signs will follow prophets and evangelists and apostles. It doesn't say that. Now, they do follow those people, praise God. But the Bible says... These signs will follow those who believe. If you believe tonight, I want you to say this right out loud. I believe everything Jesus said, everything he provided, his entire person, and all his salvation and healing. Oh, I like the sound of that. Hallelujah. In my name they will cast out demons. Unless they live in America where there are no demons. <laughs> no, friends, I'm sorry to have to tell you we've got as many per capita here as they do in Africa or India or any other place. It's just the people that they're in are drugged up with legal and illegal drugs and all kinds of other things. But the delivering power of Jesus is breaking in. Hallelujah. Your ministry here to the people on the streets of Peoria is an eloquent testimony to that. And I stand with you in it, in the Dream Center. It's awesome what God is doing there in setting lives free. Can you say amen to that tonight? They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. Now we're going to disagree a little bit with our friends in Appalachia. <laughs> when you go to church in some of those churches there, uh, they bring out the sacks of rattlers and they hand them up and down the rows. We're going to find out if you're a person of faith right now. Here comes your rattler. <laughs> no, that's not what this verse means. This verse means if it happens to you, in the coming and going of life, like is described to the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 27, amen? Where he flung the beast off into the fire and he was not harmed after the serpent uh, bit him. Remember? Remember that story? That's what this is talking about. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. Our guy, Bishop Eugene, that you saw on the video here this morning in, in uh, Tanzania, he's, he's our director and leader there was literally poisoned by a poison that is so, so potent that they have to import it from Nigeria. He was at the point of death. The enemies of the gospel of Jesus Christ poisoned him in a restaurant. And he was dying in, in the hospital at Kilimanjaro, Tanzania. And Jesus came into his room at three in the morning 
tapped him on the side of, of, his, of his abdomen, right where the most pain was, looked him in the eyes and said, you're going to be okay. <laughs> he fell asleep and woke up at 7 in the morning, started pulling out all his IVs and all this stuff, and the doctors were freaking out, and he said, I'm going home, I'm okay, hallelujah. And he's been okay ever since, hallelujah. Give Jesus some praise, hallelujah. But here's the one we're looking for. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Does it say that in your Bible, something like that? Shall recover, will recover, yeah. I don't see anything about might or sometimes or once in a while there. I see they shall recover. And the only qualification Jesus gives, this is what you got to get to know. For this first level of healing, the only qualification is you have to believe. It's all you have to do. But when you believe, you take your faith and you act on it. As James tells us in chapter 2, you do something with what you believe. Faith without works is dead. But faith with works of the right kind... It's not that the works justify us before God. It is that these works that James talks about, they release faith into a certain direction and the power of God moves. Can you say amen to that tonight? Hallelujah. Everyone scream right out loud. Tell us a story, doctor. All right, this is my story and I'm sticking to it. We were in India... We had just finished a wonderful crusade meeting with hundreds and hundreds of people getting saved. Many were healed. And we had been going all day long. I was tired. I, I was, I'll be honest with you, I, I still live in this flesh, okay? I am a man of the spirit, but I still live in a body of flesh like you, okay? And I was looking for the van to haul me back to the hotel and flop down in the bed and sleep for a few hours. Pastor, you understand this from the rainforest of uh, Brazil and I'm standing up there and I'm not seeing the van my flesh was getting a little agitated (laughs) and all of a sudden in front of me on the platform is this woman from the village there holding the hand of a girl so all of a sudden now, I've just ministered to thousands. And now here's my ministry, my opportunity to minister to one. Hallelujah. Are you getting that? I am as much in the will of God as I minister to this girl as I am in preaching that gospel to that crowd of thousands. Can you say amen to that tonight? It's true. So I get one of our boys... I say to my flesh, you are not going to reign today. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. And uh, this lady begins talking to me through our, our, one of our Indian boys that's translating. And she says to me, sir, this is my daughter. I have never seen this woman in my life. I am not soliciting any information from her. She is just coming up and willingly telling me everything I'm going to tell you right now. She says, this is my daughter. She's 12 years old. Three months ago, we took her to the Hindu temple in town here. And the priests there did the palm leaf ritual on her. 
These are her words translated to me into English. She says, when they did that, demons came into her. This is not some preacher from the West coming and, and making suggestions into the minds of, of poor village people, okay? This is, this is life on the ground out there. And she said, these demons have been terrible. This girl is tormented. Sometimes they try to kill her. Uh, they, they, she wanders off into the forests. We have to search for her sometimes for days. We want these demons gone. I look at the girl, and normally in that situation, I am Mr. Get, get these demons off this girl. But I am, I am just totally flat. I have nothing. And it's not my tired flesh. I'm, I'm talking about my spirit. They're like, hmm, I better slow down here. <laughs> and I just wait for a moment on the Lord. And the Lord drops a word into my heart. And I said to my, my translator there, I said, get this carefully, word for word. I pointed my finger into the chest of that girl, and I said to the mother, this girl is going to be completely set free and delivered from these demons. But it is going to be in the presence of her human father. He is going to be there when it happens. That's all I had. That's all I said. You know what that woman did? She grabbed that girl's hand, whirled around, and went marching off the platform. <laughs> I said, all right. This is either going to be really good or I don't know. But I delivered what I had. We came back the next night. Seven o'clock there is our starting time. We are trying to be a good example to the village people. They like to start at eight when you say seven. Okay, Pastor, you know about that too in the villages. And we say, look, if we say seven, we mean seven. Just a few minutes before seven, oh, by the way, they found him, the father. I don't know where he was but they found him. And through the streets of the village come walking the family, the father, the mother, and the girl. Now when we do these healing festivals for thousands of people in these villages, we always do a prayer walk around the grounds before we start. We declare the blood of Jesus. We declare the name of Jesus. We, de we declare protection over every person that comes, but also that, that the enemy's power is bound within that circle that we, that we draw. And right at 7 o'clock, that girl's feet stepped over that line. And the demons in her started choking her to death. Now I'm up in front trying to get this meeting started. I had two American pastors with me, Pastor Mark and Pastor Joel. I said to them, you guys go back and take care of this. They went back there and they saw with their physical eyes the handprints of invisible hands in her throat, throttling her off and choking her to death. So they started rebuking, they, stay, they did everything. They rebuked, they spoke in tongues, they, they uh, used translators, everything. The girl just got worse. Finally, Pastor Mark, at that time he was actually from a church just east of here a little ways. He looked at this father 
And hanging around his neck was one of these lanyards with a little wooden god. Now some of those things, I, I, am, I don't want to be overly spiritualistic or whatever. Some of those are just inanimate pieces of wood and stone, but some of them are devoted to demons. When Pastor Mark looked down at that little wooden god on the father's chest, the eyes on the thing glowed red at him. That's a kind of a sign right there that something's going on, right? And Pastor Mark said to this father of the girl, if you want to see your daughter alive, take that thing off your neck and throw it to the ground. He ripped it off of his neck. The instant that thing hit the dirt, the hands came off of the girl's throat. There was a gasp of air, and the demons left her, and she was totally delivered in that moment in time. Give Jesus some praise. The reason I tell you that story tonight is to help us with our point here, healings of belief. Somebody in that story believed. Oh, and by the way, in the altar call that night at the end of the service, the father and the mother and the daughter together, all three, the whole family came up and got saved together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But here's the deal. Somebody believed. Say, well, you know, Dr. Nichols, you were the leader there. I don't think it was me. I believe for a lot of things. And Pastor Mark, he's a great man of faith. I love him. I have a great relationship with him yet to this day. But I don't think it was him. You know who I think it was? I think it was that mother who didn't even know Jesus yet. Say, how could she believe for deliverance, for healing, for... I don't see in the Bible here where Jesus puts on that restriction. If that stretches your theology, just say, ouch, okay. That mother heard one word. She didn't have a Bible. She didn't know Jesus. She had one thing, a prophecy that came out of my mouth that said her daughter was going to be delivered, but that her husband had to be there for it to happen. And she did everything in her power to find him, and she did. I believe they were estranged, and they got back together after that night. And she acted on what she believed. It's that simple, friends. And God did the rest. And the girl was set free. Hallelujah. This first level is so simple, anybody can do it. Little children, I know you guys do this in this church, but encourage your children more to lay their hands on one another and even to lay their hands on adults and begin praying the prayer of faith and and releasing the things of God. When they're four, when they're seven, when they're ten. Just, it, this, this is not this big, huge, hairy adult thing. We talked about that yesterday in our seminar. I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent, and you've revealed them to babies. Hallelujah. All right. Number two. Everyone scream right out loud, I gotta have another one, doctor. All right, here's your second level of healing tonight. It is healings 
by gifts of the Holy Spirit. Healings by gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. First Corinthians chapter 12. There are several of the gifts in this list that especially lend themselves to healing of people's bodies. Verse 7 says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit. Notice it's gifts, plural, of healings, plural. The one gift has a plurality within it. Verse 10, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues into another interpretation of tongues. There are the nine gifts of the Spirit. I believe that many of you in the sound of my voice here this morning, this evening, are going to begin to move more proficiently in the word of knowledge. I believe that. From this weekend, in the encounter with the power and the presence of God, it's not about me. It's about the, the intensity with which God is showing up here. And I believe you're going to go higher. Another gift that uh, really moves healings is the gift of faith in verse 9. This is beyond saving faith. This, this is beyond faith in that is required to believe God for your salvation. This is where you get outside yourself and you begin to believe God for other people, for other nations, for other families that are not just centered around you. And that faith rises and it's amazing. Gifts of healings is there in verse 9. It is an amazing gift. This is what I believe happens in gifts of healings. I believe we, so to speak, draw a line in the sand. And we say to the thing that is wrong with this person, you are going to halt at this point and you are going to proceed no further. Can you say amen to that? Amen. And then that you are going to begin to retreat and back up. And in this particular gift... We don't really have control over the speed of that. It might take hours, it might take days, it might take weeks. It's gifts of healings. In other words, they start at a point in time and then they keep coming and they keep coming. That's why I have no problem with checking with people. They come with a, a pain level of 10 out of 10. And we release ministry over them and they say, man, I'm down to a seven. I say, hallelujah. That, that is not a defeat. That is a victory. That means you're going in the right direction. You, you release healing over them again. How are you now? And they say, oh, it's a four. Hallelujah. 
And, and sometimes, right in the encounter, you get them down to zero. But many times, you release them to the grace of God. And the next morning, they wake up and they go, wait a minute, I had that pain in my back for 17 years. I just woke up. I don't have it anymore. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Give God some praise. Oh, and then praise God, working of miracles. Woo. That's the one we all want. <laughs> We want that every time we minister, don't we? Please realize that not every time the gifts of the Spirit operate is it always working of miracles, where it is instantaneous, spontaneous, and you get it all at once. I love that when that happens. You saw the lady on the screen. I mean, does it get any better than that? A broken leg. She's laying in the bed. She doesn't know what she's going to do. People carry her to the meeting. They lay her on the grass of the field. And we just release the power of God from up in front. Nobody even lays a hand on her. And the power of God puts that leg together. You know the magnitude of that miracle? The blood vessels, the nerves, the things that have been severed in there by those jagged bones. All of that comes together. And you watch her on the screen, she's jumping up and down like a pogo stick. I love that. Hallelujah. It's awesome. I'll tell you what I have found. I have found the largest number of working of miracles type of healings happen when there are a lot of unbelievers present. You want more miracles? Get where unbelievers are. Get where people are that don't know Jesus. I'm serious. I mean, we, we've had it all. We, we've had it from metal dissolving in bodies. We've had uh, broken legs. We, in Burundi, we had a woman with a broken arm. Her broken arm was put back together in moments of time. We love that gift. But friend, when you minister healing to people here in the United States, don't demand that it is that every time. Because sometimes God is going to move in gifts of healing. Healings. There are some ailments... There are some people's condition that it is better for the person if they get better over a period of time, slowly by slowly by slowly until they are whole. It really is. Especially in the cases of diseases that people bring on themselves. Now those of you that have been around a long time in, in Pentecostal circles, you know back about 40, 50 years ago, pre preachers used to preach, all right, all you people out here that are sick, you got sin in your life, you rotten thing. You <laughs> Some of you remember that. Now sometimes people do have sin in their life. But not every person that is sick has caused their own sickness and disease. Can you say amen to that? We get attacked. There are accidents. There, there are uh, things in the environment. There, there's the enemy of our soul with all kinds of things. But there are some things. It is a fraction of the, of the number of people that need to be healed that are sick because they are entertaining fear, stress, and anxiety. And the Bible told them not to do that, and they're doing it anyway. So the first thing is, they need to be forgiven by God for that, and then they need to forgive themselves because Jesus forgave them, and then in mercy and grace and love, healing needs to be ministered to them. And most of those people I have found 
I'm talking about diseases like fibromyalgia. I'm talking about diseases uh, of those kinds, of the compromise of the immune system and all that kind of stuff. It is better for the person to gradually, line upon line, precept upon precept, get better and better and better and better until they are completely whole. And they stand up and they raise their hands and they say, Jesus healed me. Hallelujah. It's just as great a miracle at the end of that process as it is someone getting it all at once. Please fix that in your thinking. So the gifts of the Holy Spirit are available. I'll just give you a a short version of a story that helps you with that. I was ministering a pastor's conference in the nation of Burundi. You, You never know what you're going to run into when you make yourself available to this living, loving God. And I've got my message already, and I'm, I'm a good student of the word, and I'm going to bless these pastors. I'm sitting there, and the Lord says, wait a minute, Boop, er, er, alert. <laughs> a word of knowledge needs to come forth. Someone here has pain in their, in their uh, left shoulder. Oh, Lord, I was all ready to preach, man. Come on. So I get up there, I say, okay, someone here is really hurting bad in your left shoulder. This lady on the front row, oh, that's me, that's me, the pastor's wife. So we lay hands on her and pray for her. The pain goes down. A day and a half goes by. And we're out at the crusade, out on the field with the thousands of people. And I asked for testimonies. And I'm expecting, you know, from what had just happened that night, we just, you know, declare the healing power of God and people stand up healed. And I look in the line, and here is this pastor's wife from the the pastor's conference. I'm like, "Hmm, what's she doing here? Here's what she tells. She says, 13 years ago, I fell on my left side from a a height. And I damaged nerves and and, uh, bones and muscles in my left side. And she said, my left leg atrophied down to the point where it was half the size of my right one. She said they told me I had to go to the USA or to South Africa. She said we didn't have money for that. She said it just kept getting worse and and here I was. Could hardly use my leg. And she says then hands were laid on me for healing a day and a half ago. And very modestly she pulled up her skirt and let everybody see that left leg. Same size as the right one in a day and a half. Uh, is Jesus, the name of Jesus smacked and put down the name of atrophy. Can you say amen to that tonight? But a word of knowledge released it. Expect that. And some of you are sitting here going, well, you know, there's something I'm not sure it's God. You know, there's a wonderful place to practice where nobody will even know if you get it wrong. It's out there in Walmart and Chopco and and Fleet Farm and Menards and all these places where you go on on a daily grocery store. It's, and I'm not making light of it. I'm telling you, it's okay to practice. 
if everybody was perfect in this, and this is another thing we had in the old Pentecostal church. I remember as a child, well, bless God, when a prophecy comes forth, it better be every letter, every jot and tittle of that baby better be right on the money. We were, as kids in youth group, we were like, I don't know if I'm ever going to release a prophecy. You know, same way with healing. You know, you're going to, oh, and words of knowledge, wow, you, you know, just, you tell them what they ate for breakfast on April 2nd, you know, 1986, then I'll believe you. And I'm like, sorry, I can't do that, but I can release the love of God to them and the power of God in a specific revelation that'll take them into the presence of Jesus. Can you say amen to that? In other words, we're loosening up from the legalism of the past. Can you say amen to that? The apostolic and the prophetic are being released in this present time. And you are worshiping in a house here that respects that and honors that. So therefore, you are going out of this place under a spiritual covering. Hallelujah. That loves this city. That wants to see the people of this city. Every one of them have an encounter with the living Jesus. I'd say you're in a very, very good place here. (laughs) Hallelujah. But that's just my opinion. So this wonderful lady was completely healed in her leg. It was amazing. Expect the gifts of the Spirit to flow through you. Step out. Be bold. And be prepared. You know, if you do get a part of a word wrong and you really think God showed you something, be prepared for this. The instant you're done with that encounter, the enemy is going to come, and he's going to begin speaking lies into your mind. Say, uh, there you were. You listened to that crazy preacher. He wasn't really crazy. He was just out of his mind, remember? But you, you listened to that crazy preacher on Sunday there, and now you stuck your neck out and look at you. That's what the enemy's going to say. You know what you're going to say? Get behind me, Satan, right now. In the name of Jesus, I am a child of God. I have the Holy Spirit in me, and I have the Holy Spirit on me. Hallelujah. It's an unbeatable combination. Thank you, Jesus. You can tell I get fairly wired up about this. (laughs) Hallelujah. Number three, healings by the presence. Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. This is where the presence of God, the manifested presence of God comes so strong that those things that are counter to the kingdom of heaven, those things that are warring against human life on this earth, have to retreat and back up just by the nature of what is happening in the, in the atmosphere and in the environment. Luke chapter 5 and verse 17. It says, Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. Now get this. And the dunamis of the Lord was present to heal them. The virtuous power of the Lord's presence would be a good way of translating that. The virtuous power of the Lord's presence was there to heal them. 
I expect in what is coming in the weeks and months and years ahead as Jesus tarries is coming as this kingdom comes and his will is done that if it happened in Jesus ministry it's going to happen in ours can you say amen to that I would like to believe God with you for times in this sanctuary where that manifested presence comes so strong disease cannot stand depression cannot stand corruption of people's thoughts by the attack of the enemy's filthy lies it cannot even remain in their minds just begins to drain out because of the holiness and the purity of the moment of God showing himself of who he really is that's what happened here this day in Luke 17 in Jesus ministry and it's coming can you say amen to that tonight hallelujah I'll be very brief with this last example and story. It's a young woman in India named Krishna, whom I saw delivered of seven demon spirits standing in a crowd. I did not really, this, this happened quite a while ago, I did not understand it at the time. She was thrown to the ground by the power of the demons and she was struggling to get herself up no one else could see this but I was up high like this and I could see down and I watched as the manifested presence of God surrounded that lady she got to her hands and knees her face was the mask of a demon spirit she struggled to get up on her knees and then onto her feet and her face was changing fighting, fighting to get her hands into the air until finally I could read her lips. I was close enough. She was, she was about by you, Dave, in that distance. And she was saying, Hallelujah. The only Christian word she knew. She was a demonized peasant Hindu village woman that Jesus loved. And the manifested presence of God was so strong on that grounds in that moment the demons could not stay in her. That woman came up on our platform ten minutes later, gave the testimony of, of how, what her life was like. As she was giving the testimony, the Lord said to me, lay your hand on her head, I want to fill her now. I said, good idea. She's empty, let's get her filled. Hallelujah. I laid my hand on that woman's head. It is the most powerful baptism in the Holy Spirit I have ever seen. A literal fire that I felt with the senses of my skin went down my arm and into her head. She started, she had no idea what speaking in tongues was. She started speaking in tongues like a river. She became heavy, weighty with the glory of God. Three men caught her and, and edged her back and they could not lift her. It, to the back of the platform and laid her down and she was gone in Jesus for an hour. She became the evangelist of that village. Pastors from that village came to me in other villages a distance away and started to tell me about Krishna. She would win 30 people here. She'd win 10 people over here. It was an anointing on her that was given by God. The demonized woman is now winning souls to Jesus weekly filling churches 
As many, as many as got saved at the crusade in that year, this one pastor told me that many, that was thousands, that many she won over the course of that year individually and in groups in the village there. And one of the curses that was a part of this demonization was she could not bear children to her husband. And I went back there to that place, Bonaganapali, three and a half years later. We almost never return to a place once we've done a festival there, but we've made an exception about three times, and we did for that place. And I got there and I said, I want to see Krishna. They brought her to me. And you know how they have, how you have scenes in your mind that are, that are burned into your memory? Here's one of mine. I said to her, dear, would you please go up on that stage tonight as we start this meeting and testify of what Jesus did for you three and a half years ago? She said, it'd be an honor, sir. Here's my memory that's burned into my, into my mind. It's Krishna. Standing up there, the mic is in a stand in a holder. With her left arm, with her right arm, she's holding the hand of her two-year-old son. In her left arm, she's cradling her baby. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Set free. Winning the lost. Living life free from the bondage, and from the downward pressing of the enemy's oppression. Hallelujah. There's a place for you in these three levels. There really is. Every one of you in this room. Let's stand up together, please. Hallelujah. It's been a wonderful time with you here this weekend. Thank you for your welcoming of me in the ministry. I told Pastor John and Letty that. I mean, obviously, they, they have welcomed me with just in such a wonderful way. But you guys all have, too. Thank you. I, I, feel, I feel at home here. I really do. But here's what we're going to do as we close this. This is our last, last meeting of this weekend. All of you that were in the seminar yesterday, and you had hands laid on you either by Pastor John or by myself, for healing the sick. I want you to come up here, please, right now. Would you just step out from where you are and come on up here to the front? That's right. And a line across the front here. Here they come. And face the people, please. Hallelujah. There's a healer in the house. His name is Jesus. If we can get our eyes on him, He will do wonderful and amazing things. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to make a statement to you that I I want to just ask you to believe. There is as much anointing of the Holy Spirit on these people for healing, restoration, and deliverance as there is upon Pastor John and upon me. We've laid our hands on them. We've trusted God. We've prayed for them. And they, through the power of the Holy Spirit and in the name of Jesus, are going to release healing to you tonight. So if you're sick in your body, here's my call to you tonight. 
I want you to step out and present yourself to one of these precious people here tonight. And come expecting that Jesus is going to set you free. He's going to heal you to the uttermost. If you're here in this place tonight and you really do not know Jesus as your Savior and Lord, I want you to talk to me before you leave, please. I want the privilege of leading you to Jesus. It would be, a, it would be the greatest honor that I could ever receive if you would do that tonight. Please make sure before you leave this house tonight that your heart is right with God and that you're ready to meet Jesus. All right, everybody that needs healing, step out and come. We're just going to turn this into a healing festival here tonight. In Jesus' name. That's right, step out and come. God bless you.
you're never gonna let me down you're never gonna let you're never gonna let me down you're never gonna let you're never gonna let me down you're never gonna let you're never gonna let me down How many know the Lord's been in the place tonight? Right now, healing's happening at the front of this stage. Oh, God, we bless you, we bless you, we magnify your name. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. Father, in your name, we thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for your power and we thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your healing. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done here tonight. We praise you for what you've done this weekend. And Lord Jesus, now we pray for these who are both praying for the sick and those who are being prayed. That, Lord God, they will leave this place knowing that they carry the power of God. And what can happen here can happen on the streets and can go to the nations of the world. We pray, blessing upon everyone that's in this place. We pray your anointing as we go forward into the future. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God be with you and God bless you tonight. Hallelujah.